Welcome back to another episode of Peter's Proffer here in the courtroom of current events. And today we're going to jump into something that's going on currently, but also been uh, mentioned in some listener questions. Um, it's dealing with student loan forgiveness and some government loan con- uh, forgiveness that's being proposed now. It's not actually in place. We're going to talk about what it is, what it could mean for the future of college tuition, and what exactly it's forgiving. So thanks for listening in with us. If you have any questions or comments, leave them on our Facebook page or our iTunes page. Our Facebook and uh, Instagram and Twitter handle is at Tragos Law. You can post any questions or comments you have there. Or as always, you can email me, petertragos at greeklaw.com. All right, so today we're going to talk student loans um, and student loan forgiveness more specifically. Uh, why don't, Dad, you start out by talking about what exactly is being proposed um, and who's proposing it? Well, I think we've got one of the presidential candidates, Ms. Warren. She's proposing that we cancel all student loans. And right now, the government has about $1.5 trillion in loans sitting out there. The majority of them are student loans, and they'd all be forgiven and well, not all of them, but the vast majority. Okay, the vast majority would be forgiven. I think it's about three fourths of them. Yeah, and if again, it's it's forgiven based on income, as well. And so she's proposing that for people that make a household income of one hundred and thirty thousand dollars, they get a forty thousand dollar cancellation. People with household incomes of one hundred and sixty thousand get a thirty thousand dollar cancellation. And borrowers earning over two fifty would not qualify for any forgiveness at all. Those under the one thirty, they could get a hundred percent of their loans forgiven. Right. So, so depending on your economic status, that's how it would gauge how much of your student loan would be forgiven. Right. Right. So, why is she proposing this? Like, what 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 exactly is part of her plan in talking about forgiving some of these student loan debts? Well, her plan is that right now, I think about thirteen percent of all student loans are in default. Right. And we've also got a situation where we have this heavy burden on all these students who graduated. Yes, it's true. It's a heavy burden. They did borrow the money. They did get the education. And, and of course, we don't have to talk about those people who were maybe defrauded in getting their education. But the ones that got the education, borrowed the money, got the education, and they're deeply in debt. But it's like anybody else. You borrow money for a purpose. You have that debt. You're responsible to pay that debt off. So what are we saying to students who borrow money from education when we say, look, you can borrow that money, but you're never going to have to pay it back? What are we teaching them under well, that theory? And we'll get into the issues with it later because there's a, a ton of issues, not just that one. But so we're talking about what's actually being proposed. So it, it looks like three quarters of the of the people that are in student debt, which is about 45 million Americans would no longer have student loan debt under Warren's plan, right? Right. Theoretically. And it's a great gift to them. Right. Yes. And then she's also proposing that uh, public colleges are free. Proposing that. And the way she's going to pay for this is that the top, I think, is 1% of the country is going to be taxed extra money in order to pay for this plan. Okay. And we'll get into that in a little bit more later, too. So go ahead, Pete. What were you going to say? I think it actually is the people making $50 million a year or more. Right, which is the top 2%. So basically, it's 
Okay, so so the way it's going to be paid for, it's going to cost about $1.25 trillion over 10 years, and it's the ultra-millionaire wealth tax. So 2%, the top 2% of the country, not 1%, and it's about if you make $50 million or more, which doesn't concern most Americans, basically, is what she's saying. And by, by uh, taxing the top 2%, you're going to be helping 45 million people pay off their student loan debts. So when, when balancing that and knowing that the average student loan debt in America is somewhere between twenty and $25,000, how, how would it look if you went forward and all two- and four-year public institutions or colleges would be free? What would that look like? I guess I'm not sure what you mean by what would it look like. So, so basically that would mean Florida State, University of Florida, UCF, yeah. all those colleges would be free now. Right. Okay, so who would be paying for them? Well, the taxpayers still pay for everything. Uh, anything the government pays for at the end of the day is, comes out of the, the pockets of the taxpayers. But yeah. I think the, the ultra-wealthy millionaire tax would continue then to be applied to the education program in the country. You've also got a situation where the states actually fund those state institutions. Right. So how is the federal government then going to be the ones funding the state institutions? Who will control the state institutions then? Will the state still be in control if the federal government is funding them? And different states have different costs for education. Okay, so I guess we'll start out with what are the issues with it. Well, that's that's an issue. So you brought up some of the issues that that you have with the student loan forgiveness. Number one is, what does it teach people? You took out the loan, you knew how much it was going to be, you knew what it was going to be for, for your education, you got that education, and now you're not going to have to pay it off. That doesn't seem fair. So that's one of your issues. Another one of your issues is separation of powers, basically of state and state and federal government, who's the one actually providing right. these colleges. Do states really want to have the federal government running their educational institutions of higher learning. Because if they're paying for it, are they then going to have more say about what is required of those institutions? Right. right. We always know the people that are paying for it are the ones that control. And they're going to control the curriculum. They're going to control how many hours you need to graduate. They're going to control the majors. Uh, does this school get a law school? Does this school get a medical school? Federal government is going to start controlling all of that. You know, and you look at it, every public school is not created equal. There are public schools, listen, Florida, Florida State, probably being two of them, top 50 in the United States, right? I think yes, Florida's top correct. 10. Most years. Yes. Most years. All right, fine. There are schools that are public institutions, and let's just say they're not top 50. So you're, what happens to the quality of those higher echelon institutions if now it's free? But it's still not really based on price. It will be because every No, 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 but I'm saying small. right now, public universities are not more expensive because they're better. No. Right. So, I mean, I, what do you say? What do you well, mean? I guess what my question is, is going to be this. Anybody now gets to go to school for free. What happens to the amount of people that are applying to these other schools or to any of these public you schools? You mean the, the application numbers will go up? The application numbers are going to go exponentially. Well, roof. yeah, but I think that that's her point, And that's kind of her purpose of this is that now money will not preclude certain people that are smart enough and should be in college they can't go to college anymore because they can't afford it. Well, that's going to go away. So you're right. Applications. No. But money doesn't those, preclude those, those aren't, people. Yeah, those aren't the people that the problem. If, if you're smart enough, there's a way to get into school. There are scholarships and there are loans. Well, I think it's easy for stuff. us to say, but I, I think a lot of people would disagree with you, including her. I think this is one of the reasons she's doing well, it. I disagree with a lot with <clears throat> Senator Warren. <laughs> well, okay. And that's fine. And I, and I, I do too. And I, I think one of the other big issues is how about the people that paid for college already or that already paid off their student loans? Are they going to get any reimbursement for that, or is it just 
you got screwed because you paid it back too early, you were too successful. I think that's not her plan. I think her plan are those people that currently owe money. I don't think she's going to backtrack. And again, you know, you talk about the problems. This is a this is a pandering argument. This is a you know let's let's give hey vote for me and you're going to get this tremendous benefit. You're going to benefit by ten or twenty thousand dollars a year on the average if you vote for me. And so you know she's pandering to that group of people. And yet again, when we talked about it before, how fair is it for other people to go out and borrow money for other things? Yet those are things and good things. Yet those things Start aren't going to be forgiven, right, right? To help the economy. Well, okay, and and, and so I, I do think there are a lot of issues with it, and we've gone over a bunch of them, but there are some positives to it as well. well there's there's one other issue to bring up: and okay. that's taxes. Is it a taxable event? Are they going to have to pay taxes if they borrowed thirty thousand and then someone right. gave them thirty is it to revenue? pay the thirty? Right? Is it revenue? Is the government going to be? precluded from gaining the revenue of paying that money back. And, you know, when you say about taxes, George, think about it from this perspective. You, if you have, I'm just making it up, 30 years to pay back your student loans, that's whatever it is, dollars per month. If you realize that student loan debt in one year because it's forgiven, you now are taxed on your ordinary income rate for that amount right now. So if you can't make the whatever $100 payment is over 30 years, how are you going to make the multi-thousand dollar payment? And you know what happens in taxes if you don't pay it on time? Now you have penalties and interest, and those penalties and interest compound daily. Yeah, they're just going to get rid of all of that in one fell swoop because of this plan. It's kind of, th- those kind of hurdles make it seem like it's not actually going to happen. Well, things like things are easy to say and harder to do. Right. And it's easy for her to say, hey, let's forgive all student loans. So the, the reason for it, and I think the positives, one of them we've already mentioned, cost shouldn't be as big of a barrier to get into school as it is. And I think it is more than you probably think that it is. Um, and I think it will eliminate the deterrent of how much it costs to get a higher education um, for people. But also, um, I think that the cost of education is too high. If I can say it that way, I don't know. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but I, I think it's it's so high for what it actually gives you, in my opinion. Um, having been somebody that I guess now it's been like 15 years or whatever was in college and less than and seven years ago in law school, it is so expensive for what they actually teach you. A lot of what they teach you is totally worthless. You get a piece of paper at the end, I think, in in a lot of colleges, and I, I know I've talked to a lot of my friends and contemporaries a lot of them are not using what their degree is in i think that's more commonplace now than ever a lot of millennials which is kind of my age are still living with their parents or still sleeping on their couches or working jobs that are in retail or something that they don't need a college degree for so i think the cost of college and the benefit of college they're going in two opposite directions in my opinion oh you're totally right about that and let me just take it one step further if i can how I think a lot of young people, especially in the lower socioeconomic demographic, because they don't really understand the concepts of finance and money, they get taken advantage of. Because remember how student loans get written. Private companies write the loans and sell them back to the government. So what winds up happening is people are being duped into paying these humongous dollar amounts for educations for a particular major that is never going to amount to the dollars that they've already put out. Well, it's the same thing with law school and some other schools where they talk you into coming and it's a for-profit school. I know some of them are private. I'm talking now, but I'm just talking, you can still get student loans from the government to pay for a private school. 
So you get you go into some of these private schools. I'm not going to mention any names, but you buy a diploma basically, then you can't get a job and now you're sunk. Now you're $250,000 in debt. You're not making any money. So how are you ever going to pay that debt off? And now you're just kind of screwed and you, you get depressed and you don't get the job you want and you go back and you work at Starbucks with a law degree. Those people I do feel bad for, but forgiving their debt is not going to fix that problem. When do people take responsibility for the decisions they make? You know, you decide well, but, but to go I mean, into huge everybody... you decide to go into huge debt to go to some school that gives you a worthless diploma and then the government should forgive that debt. Well, I, I, first off, the schools are absolutely not telling you that this is a worthless diploma. So if your dad's not a lawyer to tell you, you know, well, this is how much it's going to cost. You're not going to make $200,000 when you graduate law school year one. You're not going to do this. You're not going to just bounce and start, you know, so, working in New York City. So so when you're talking to the guidance counselor or the person at the school that's explaining to you how this all works and they're saying 90% job, job placement after graduation and they're including the people that work at Starbucks in that 90% job placement. How are you supposed to sift through that as a student that's 18 or so 22? The, so it's the government's responsibility now to protect everybody from everything so that nobody has any issues, nobody has any problems. Not at all. Because the government is going to, government's going to protect you from what school you go to. The government's going to, going to protect you from uh, where you live. The government's going to protect you from this. Government's going to protect you from that. The government's going to, look, I you, get, don't even, I get what you're saying. you don't even have to make a living anymore. The government will just pay you a salary. I, I'm with and you. And you don't have to worry. I totally understand. I guess my point is maybe this comes down to a regulating the colleges on what they produce as job placement and how much this stuff costs and things like that versus I think it's a cost issue rather than a debt forgiveness because you're right if you sign a piece of paper saying I'm taking this loan and I'm going to pay it back just like my house if the market crashes it doesn't mean that I'm not going to have to pay what I paid for my house just because the market went down like businessmen and real estate investors had to go through that uh, uh, when the crash happened so you don't just get forgiven for for loans that you sign for I'm with you I think it's a bigger issue with cost of higher education, I guess. that That's my bigger issue, and I don't think it should be free, but I think there should be better ways to get college degrees and even post-grad degrees than what we have now where it's such a pro, pro, uh, for-profit system that it's, it's screwing the students. But understand something. In the United States of America, where people come from all over the world to go to school, you know why that happens? It's because education is plentiful here. I don't have to have a 4.7 GPA to get into college. I may not get into the college I want, but I'm going to eventually get into somewhere. Someone will take me. If you look if at... If you the, pay enough money, right? Well, uh, that's, even if you pay enough money or I you guess. kind of move down the totem pole far enough. Right. If you were to look at Europe, because, you know, obviously we have some ties there. If I, I have cousins that have gone to Oxford and Harvard and really, really high-end schools the amount of people that have the opportunity to go to college in some of these other countries are very, very small. So this, what have 6,300 students went to the University of Florida. Is that what they accepted last year? Something like that. There, that's a huge number. And you know why that number is huge? Because people pay for it. Yeah. And I, and I agree. And I understand that there's some costs that come with it. There's also a lot of these student loan debts come from cost of living and books and lodging and you can get loans for all that it's not even just for paying for school it's also paying to live while you're there and again you should pay that back i mean if you're at this point now we're talking about an apartment and food and beer and whatever you decide to spend your student loan money on being forgiven not just the cost of the actual tuition so that's another issue with this is if anything they forgive the cost of tuition 
but not all of your living expenses while you were in college because a lot of people like like I said the what this really sucks for and what this is really unfair for is the people that decided to stay home and work for a year to pay for their college or worked 40 hours a week or 80 hours a week while going to school to pay for their college or pay down their student loan and the other person decided not to work and just to use their student loan money and now they get it forgiven. Don't forget in Florida especially cuz I know most of your listeners are in Florida in Florida, we have bright futures. We There's have tons of scholarships. Tons and tons of scholarships. And we have, if you look at the ratings, we always have the schools that give you the best education for the buck. Right. That, that always happens in Florida. And, and I get that. And I get that there are some schools that are more of a bargain than others. I just think that in general, it does seem like it's getting so expensive and the benefit seems like it's getting less and less as the years go by. Because it used to be, in your day, everybody had a high school education if you had a college degree you were really somebody and forget about it post-grad. Now everybody's got a college degree. A lot of people have postgraduate degrees and even they can't get jobs. So, I mean, it's kind of a cart before the horse argument, but you know, I I think that this plan, in my opinion, is not going to go through at least as she, as she says it, because it just doesn't, there's too many hurdles that it would have to get over. It's too expensive. Right. It's way too expensive. We just can't afford to do this kind of thing. But, and, and the government, you know, in there example. There are big, bigger issues that this money could fix if we were ever going to get right. this money, which I don't think it should be taxed. Just because you're really wealthy doesn't mean you should pay for everybody else. Well, in, in today's world, right, almost everybody owns a car. Sure. Should the government be, you, when, as soon as you buy that car, you lose $10,000. Right. Should the government come in and say, oh, gee whiz, you know, you shouldn't lose $10,000. Let us give you $10,000 so that you're okay with your loan. Yeah. But don't we're drawing for, we're drawing lines on so what's a right and what's a privilege. Right, like that. right, right. There's a lot of what ifs and, and I'm sorry. There's a lot of buts in this plan too, and I don't mean the but that you said on. I'm talking about but the exceptions. So what about private student loans? They don't qualify. Right. So you, I feel bad for all those kids that are going to. I would consider those. You know, you hear them on TV. Come to so and so technical school, and in 16 weeks you'll have a degree in this, that, or everything. Right. Doesn't count that. And what about if you make 250 a year, you don't get yours forgiven? Right. How about parent- well, what about if you make 250 a year and live in New York City with two kids in a house? You're you're, you're barely not, making you're, it. Yeah, you're doing the same as somebody making you know 50 grand here in Florida. What Just, about if your parents all that stuff doesn't make sense? You. Yeah, that's true. You don't get the benefit because right. parent plus loans don't qualify. Right. Uh, what about if you are married when you go to school and your spouse has an income? That's not uh, is going to be countered against you. Uh, I don't know, man. You it, should have to. You should have to do something to have that loan forgiven. Right. I agree. You should. You, you should know, have to show a job history of should, working for ten years or something. Oh, like there is that government debt forgiveness if you work for the government. What is it for ten years? Public service loan forgiveness. You do a. You don't have to work for the government. You can work for a nonprofit. In other words, if you do some good right. for t- for ten years and you make one hundred and twenty payments. Then they, the rest like, of your loan, they're like a hundred dollar payment. Yeah, right? I mean, you can make them it's, low. it's based on your income and how many kids you have and right. that kind of. Then you can have it all forgiven because you have given something back to the country to earn that forgiveness, right. not just because you're breathing. Right, I agree, and and, and, don't I, for- and that that makes more sense to me is if you put plans in place like that to where you have to work to get that money back, but they make it more feasible. And don't forget, there's a cap. She's not talking about forgiving all loans, all government loans. There's a right. cap of $50,000. Right. Uh, I don't know because I don't have any student loans. It's been 30 years since, since I went to school. I don't know if it's been that long, but it's been long. Right. I, I think that there are uh, 50000 bucks. The average is 20 far. to 25. The average is 20 to 25. So that will, that will take most people's student loans away. But I agree. 
to get over 50, you almost have to have living expenses and stuff like that, or you went to a private school. And at that point, I mean, if you chose to go to a private school and take out student loans, you knew exactly what you were getting into. I mean, you're choosing a private for-profit institution. You, I mean, I don't have as much sympathy as if you just tried to get into the best public school or the cheapest public school you could get into. And again, this is just our personal well, feelings. Those large schools, like Harvard is an example. <coughs> Harvard, in order to be socially responsible, right. the majority of kids that go to Harvard are on some type of scholarship or student aid. Right. They try to give that out so they can show, look, we're socially responsible. We want a diverse uh, a right. student body. So, you know, these private schools are trying to do that. Let private enterprise, let the private schools, let them do it for themselves. Because the they're giving away their profits. Right. The government doesn't have to get involved right. in this. You're right. I mean, there there could be, I mean, listen, if there are certain people like Mark Zuckerberg or something, because I read he's starting a high school or something. I mean, if there are people that are have more money than they know what to do with, let them pay for free school for people. Why We should open up some free schools. You know, every school run by the government shouldn't be free. But if some of these people want to open up free schools, but great. Let them do it. There is free school. Right. You're right. I mean, if you're particularly astute as a student in an area, you're going to get a scholarship. Or a combination of, of you know, really growing up with a tough life and overcoming circumstances. You can get scholarships. I get it. That's why the scholarships are in place and the government can provide some of those scholarships. And, and I get that. That's kind of the the other end of this argument that nobody wants to talk about is these scholarships were in place, but these people that took the student loans didn't get them for whatever reason. I'm not saying it's their fault, but they knew what they were getting into when they signed these student loans, well, right? Yeah, yeah. For Did, the most part, I, I guess. Maybe the disclosure should be better. Right. There you go. That's probably that's probably good. The disclosure should be better. You should let these students know what the worst case scenario is and what happens if they can't pay off the student loan. I think that every high school has a counselor. Yeah, a counseling but, system. Yeah, they're not some all good. Are, some I'll are good, say. some are bad. But there is somebody there that can talk to you about these student loans. Hopefully they're good. But the, you know, the schools are paying well, people there's also to do Google. that. There's also Google. I mean, you In can today's Google, world, yeah, yes. A lot of, you can learn a lot from Google on about student loans. I'm not saying the internet's always right either, but if you look and you dig deep enough, you should know the fears and the bad things that can happen with these student loans. But it may be worth it. If you go to college, get a good degree, get a good job, it's worth it. You well, know? they, I mean, they the say point. it is. They say it is. They have these stats about if you go to college, how much more you'll earn right. if you don't go to college. Yeah, how and, much of those stats are fudged, you know, though. I, mean, I know. Yeah. But I, I think what your listeners, though, the, the real crux of this, and I know we're dealing with specifically Senator Warren's plan, is that they've got to look at all these plans being proposed by all candidates. And they have to take a look. Is this practical? Is this going to work? Is this the way I want things to happen? They have to look behind the plan. They have to look at the cost. And they have to look at what the plan is really going to do to my country. And will it change my country substantially? And do I want it to change that way? Every candidate should be looked at that closely. Right. So we'll see if it goes through. I, I highly doubt it. It's probably just a political ploy for her presidential campaign. But thanks, everybody, for listening in, whether you agreed with us or not. Um, hopefully you can leave us some comments. And if you guys have any questions you want us to touch on, we'd be happy to do it. As always, you can hit us up at Tragos Law or email me, Peter Tragos at GreekLaw.com. <laughs>